0: Blog talk radio are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil morning show with your host Nadia Khalil good morning everybody and welcome to today's show today is Thursday 9 19 2019 check that out if you got more nines in there. But 919 2019. it's Thursday, it's 5:30 in LA. Um, I've been waking up pretty good. I mean once the jet lag left and then in the hospital for a week and in a hospital you're woken up every what two hours or four hours now. they've extended it. Um, it's really crazy. You just start going nuts when it comes to your sleep. But here I am and no jury duty today either. So I've been off so far. Now watch, I'll have to go in tomorrow. But either way, I think it's it's kind of interesting because last time it held out until Thursday and then I was called in on Thursday. So we'll see. We'll see what happens tomorrow. But I have some dreams for us today. So here we go. I'm starting with the first dream. They didn't say to keep it anonymous, but they didn't say not to. So I'm not saying But this one starts, in my late teens, I had a vivid dream. It was night, and I was looking at a wooden barrel filled with water. A water butt, you know, the ones with a downpipe from the roof to take the excess water. As I watched it, the back of a baby's head began to rise from it, slowly, slowly emerging. As it did. It was turning slowly, like those chickens on a spit that you see. Oh, wow. Sorry for the prosthetic description. It finally stopped facing me with eyes closed. I was looking at the face. The eyes suddenly opened to me to look at me. It was such a lucid and startling dream. It felt like I was being asked the question, like, direct messaging from home, isn't that like nearly gruesome to see that? Because it was like instead of the baby being born from a mom, now I think about this for a minute, it just showed up without a mom It was born from this wooden barrel or showed up from a wooden barrel. No supervision, no one there to protect it, no one there to birth it if it was that small. Just there on its own. And it, it you know, when it's just the head, it's not the rest of the body. Your focus is in your mind, right? Because that's what you're seeing is you're just seeing the head. And, you know, Sometimes our dreams, to get our attention, are really gruesome, and we wonder why, yet it's actually not as weird in the dream, even when we're scared. But why would you see just a head and of a baby? Well, the bigger news is that the eyes opened how could the eyes open just on the head? Because even when we think we're done and gone, we're still awake. Even when we're asleep, we're probably more awake than when we're awake. But one of the most amazing things about life, in human life, begins and ends. There's a start date and an end date just because we're not meant to be here forever. If there isn't a bigger sign of that, then nothing will be. The fact that we are born and the fact that we die. One of the craziest things that just gets my mind every time is how we overlook the miracle that it is when someone's born or when someone dies. And over time, we have lost that great importance of a person's life. We've lost that we're here because of people. Now it's like you have a child and they're almost, almost becoming a financial burden to the point where it's really hard for us to take care of humans. Hard for us to take care of ourselves. Things were set up for other people or some people to make money off of other people and leave people spinning. Just before I started today's show, and I I normally don't do this before the show, but I, I woke up quite early and I turned on the TV. If any of you turn on a TV between 4.30 and probably even until now in the morning, they have a lot of, sales, paid sales commercials, and the one I was just mindlessly listening to, because I turned it on and never really looked back to put it on anything. It was just on the channel it was on last night, and they're talking about people being in debt and how if you have so much debt on a credit card, it'll end up, I don't know how many thousands, not much, something like six or seven. Ultimately, if you just paid the minimum payment, we'll have paid over forty thousand dollars and then they had another figure that said seventy one thousand but I don't know what that took to get it there, but I'm just listening, and I hear that there's this older couple where old people now generally, if they stop working, they may not eat and you know where does this stop? but your dream. The head stopped spinning, and it faced you with the closed eyes, which is us walking around in debt, us walking around with bad food in us, us walking around with maintenance medications to take care of health issues that we get from food that we're eating. It just goes on and on and on. And then there was new life. The baby Opened its eyes and looked at you. It's almost like the trick double trick. Like right when you thought you were seeing one thing, you saw another. Our souls don't die. So when you say direct messaging from home, anything that comes from home is eternal. Because home is eternal. Anything that comes from earth has a shelf life because earth is a shelf life. You come here, you do what you're going to do, you grow old, you leave, you die. Then we wake up again, don't we? I had someone say, when we die is when we wake up. Now, in this dream, the assumption is that the baby died or was dead. That would be the assumption, but our souls are way bigger than dying. Our souls are way bigger than dying. when people argue we don't have souls, i just I just can't even hear the comment anymore, not because I don't believe them or believe them, but because I saw Christ and he kept calling us souls. He told me to call people souls, to think of them as souls, because when you call somebody a soul or you think of them as a soul, it automatically connects you to that eternity. eternal feeling. It makes you think of God. It makes you think of how important a soul is instead of, well, you know, 50 people were killed. Imagine if you hear 50 souls were killed. So here's your dream letting you know that nothing is as it seems, nor as it seems. And it's good that you had it young, because it was a don't-take-everything-at-face-value dream. And sometimes it's easier to take things at face value because once we do, we just fit in everywhere we go. Not only do we fit in everywhere we go, but nobody bothers us. And sometimes we just don't want to be bothered, so we just go ahead and we say and do whatever anyone wants us to say or do. It's an interesting dream, again, that you had also as a teenager that kind of stayed with you because it kept the question open. Why would I have dreamed such a gruesome dream? Yet it's not a gruesome dream. It's a dream that lets you know that our minds, our bodies, our souls, everything about us is way bigger than what you can see. So I hope that helped you out. That was actually a pretty interesting dream because as I was reading it, I'm like, ew, ew, but then I realized, oh, oh, so thank you very much. I have another dream, and this one says, and I don't know if it's, Again, we'll just read them. Dream. I was getting married. The wedding reception was a combination of modern Western culture and traditional stuff. I remember seeing sunset in green grass. Me and the groom were dancing our first dance. It seemed that we had practiced this step, so the dance looked really good and effortless. I looked beautiful, like I was flying. My skin looked healthy. There was a table of older women in the reception. My mom was telling me, was telling them how I was, how I am really happy and I don't have any burdens when I'm living somewhere further away from my first home. The woman thought she was referring to some nearby city, but she was actually referring to someplace more distant. It seemed that one of the women there was finally able to see me for who I truly am and could understand why I couldn't stay in the place of my past. This reminded me of my first relationship in which I felt suffocated. Then she said something along the lines that I need a partner who has equally colorful and open spirit as I do. Thank you, much love. When you dream a dream where you are flying, not only that you look healthy and happy and beautiful and that, but you're flying. You're starting to realize that you can fly, right? Because until you see it, you don't believe it. And we have these dreams. Every single one of us, everybody listening and not listening, everyone on earth, we have our twin souls and it it's at home. We look for our twin soul, our better half on earth. But every single night of your existence, when you sleep, you rejoin. So every night we're whole and then we split. So. The part of us that came here to do this is here, and the other part of us is home. That connection to home is never broken, even if you don't believe in home, even if you don't believe in God, even if all that's gone, it still is there. doesn't mean it's not there. It just means you can't see it, and that's okay. But when we fly, In our dreams, when we start flying, we take flight. And both of these dreams are beyond what we see. That's telling you that you are ready to rise above where you are at today and take the next steps of your life. Now, we're always ready to take the next steps of our life because obviously (laughs) we wake up today and we know we're going to do certain things. So we got that. But these are the kind of movements that define your life. Because if you were a long time saying to yourself, I'm in a small town and I feel like I need to bust out that was that was me, too. I was 12 years old, and I sat at the kitchen table while my mom was baking. And I knew in the deepest part of me, I didn't know what I knew at the time, but I knew I wasn't going to last in Chicago, that I wasn't going to be able to stay there. And I told my mom, Mom, for whatever reason, I do not see myself as an adult here. And she said, why? And I said, because we live in a community where everybody lies. And I'm not mad at them. I just don't know how to be like them. And because I won't be able to hide my life, which I ended up doing as a a teenager, just like them. And I'd have these talks with God about how, oh, my God, God, I have to lie to my parents because I just need to live my life, and I can't do what they're asking me because I don't even know how this community survives this long with everybody hiding who they really were and pretending that they were something else. Little did I know that happens everywhere. But in my heart I couldn't be that way. And I knew that. It didn't was no judgment. I loved them. And I, I understand how the community works. But the thought of rinse and repeat for the rest of my life I just couldn't see it. Even though I may have wanted to. And she said, I know Nadia, but everybody gets used to how this is And your reputation in the community is everything. And I thought, why does my reputation need to matter to people that I can see aren't really doing what they say they're doing, and they're doing everything that they're not saying, right? So I knew. And to this person in this dream, you know. I will... I will bet my life on the fact that you have known all along you are going to leave. And you may have been waiting for permission or an exit. In your dream, you believe your exit is through another person. In this case, a groom, where you don't leave alone. But I will bet my life that you have known since you were younger that you are planning to leave, that this this is where you start, but that's not where you're going to end. But for some reason, there's a lot of guilt attached to it, because why do you want to leave? Because it's a rejection of where you were inside of us. We think of it that way. But really, it's not a rejection. It is a growth. And people need to see that growth. That's why when people leave small towns and some people are resentful, and they go, oh, you went over to that big city. Or some people say, wow, that was, that was a huge leap. How did you do it? Young people will come to you and ask you those questions. Because they want to know how. Because they're still in a growth phase of their lives. But this is just saying You are at a point where all the, uh, I want to say, markers are in place for you to trust what lives in your heart, in your soul, to go forward. And you don't need other people to approve of it or rubber stamp it. And there's a big reason why. I'm going to take you back to my days in Chicago. I could not live my life because my mom and her entire circle, from my grandmother to her friends to my aunts and uncles, the fear of anybody doing what they actually wanted was the biggest fear of the community. That's how big that fear was. Man, woman, and child, everyone had it. Fear, fear, fear. And then when you meet someone who doesn't have it, that's really scary to them. Really scary. So what happens is you who are not scared You're not scared. Everyone can feel it. It's in your energy. It's where you go. It's how you talk. Tries to put that fear on you. Put their fear on you. The fact that you were flying in your dream just tells you right now, right here, right now, that whatever anyone put on you just fell away. You are free. You feel free to live your life and make your decisions. I didn't tell anyone whose dream this is because I'm so scared to mention names unless I know, but I do know that this person does live in a small town. And I also know that this person deals with those same community factors, those same cultural issues, even though they are not of my background at all. And they are not in America because America doesn't have that kind of dynamic. But after going to Italy and being in such small towns, the pride of the people is amazing and beautiful. And in my heart, I know that gosh, when we come from places like that, we're solid inside. Our biggest our biggest obstacles are trying to claim our individuality in the midst of all of that. because that's where it's really hard is when you say, "But wait a minute, I feel a little different, and then all this stuff goes through us like we are rejecting but instead think of it as injecting their love in you and that you will take that love and use that love and grow yourself in the world you can live in. And the story of that town that you tell to everybody will empower you as life goes on. So I hope that helps you. These are great dreams, you guys, thank you. I also have another dream, there's a ton of them, And she writes, hello, Nadia. This is Leah Gill. She put it on my page. Would you do these dreams? Just stop wherever if if they are too long. Thank you. I dreamed of a non-padded underwire bra twice. Both times I woke up with a thought, but I only remember one. He is just trying to make you feel bad about yourself, but they are not real. I had those thoughts after asking Christ, how could I utilize the meaning of the dreams if I do not understand them? So I think that the thoughts are telling me the meaning. And then we go on to another dream. So in that dream, just a non-padded underwire bra all that says is you don't feel you have support. I know that sounds funny because it just sucks. But then when you wake up with the thought he is just trying to make you feel bad about yourself, but they are not real. It's the fact that there's a he, I don't know who the he is. I'm assuming somebody very close to you, possibly a husband is just trying to make you feel bad about yourself, but they are not real. But let's say he is just trying to make you feel bad about yourself, but the feeling bad is not real. There's always a message in a dream. And the message, even if you know nothing about dreams and how to break them down, And honestly, this is just a total gift on my part. I never knew I could do this. And and Eliana, when I did one of her dreams on a show that we just did for dreams, said you should do this every week. And somehow you get in tune. But even if you didn't, asking Christ how you could utilize your dreams, well, how did you feel after that dream? Because we wake up feeling something. And then ask the dream a question, like, why did I feel like he was trying to make me feel bad? Does he make me or try to make me feel bad in my daily life with him? Do I feel like I'm constantly struggling back and forth, and am I part of it? Because I'm the one with no support. Do I not have enough support to handle the situation, to make it better, to make it myself not have to worry about somebody making me feel bad about myself? Do I already feel bad about myself? Do I accept someone else telling me to feel bad about myself? Because that's really a hard one when someone throws feeling bad about yourself or something they throw something bad at you. I have seen the strongest of people Even like celebrity people that we think are infallible and and coaches that we think that when somebody cuts them up, knocks them down, does any of that kind of stuff to them, it really hurts their feelings because the energy of it is the problem. I don't answer emails or inboxes anymore unless I know that person and they are a friend in my brain. I don't do it anymore because of the energy of what people were throwing at me. And I realized that, you know, here's somebody once that kept asking me questions. And, you know, I'm online and I'm answering them. I just happened to be online. And this was years ago when I actually had a little more time. It was actually even before I started at Nordstrom. Because if you, I feel like since I started at Nordstrom, I haven't had time to do anything extra. But that day I was, you know, feeling good and I'm answering this person's emails and thinking that I'm helping. As I was doing that, person says. Wow, you must not have anything better to do if you keep writing me back. And the minute they said that, they taught me something that I don't know who I'm dealing with. I just thought everybody was like me wanted to help but then even the person I was helping turned it around because they did not feel enough about themselves that they deserved it so they figured that I was just in their mind an idiot writing them back because I was writing them back big lesson so in this think about yourself You already feel bad, so when someone tries to make you feel bad, it's harder to take, because it's hard to take from most people, and pay attention to you learning to build your own strength so that somebody else coming at you doesn't have as much power as they want to have over you. You guys, I ran out of time. I will see you tomorrow. Have a great day, and I'll see you on questions Friday.